0: Hi guys, welcome back. Another episode today, and this is one I've been wanting to do for a while. I got Colton here today with me. And uh, Colton is the one, if you don't remember and you don't watch the YouTube channel, Colton is the one that we had that amazing, epic cinnamon teal hunt. And I would say most people that are listening probably have never even, I wouldn't say most, but a majority of people probably haven't shot a cinnamon teal, I'm thinking. Um, you can shoot them out here in California. I think they have some in Texas, and I'm trying to think of where else in the country you can shoot cinnamons. I mean, they migrate through there. Yeah, it's just it's the timing of when they migrate through. So we're just going to talk a little bit about that. Also, Colton is in. I think the last time you were on, were you even in nursing school yet? You were going. I think you were going we were through EMT camping. or something. Yeah, I was just in my EMT. Yeah. So we'll talk a little bit about that. He's in nursing school, and also. We'll probably tell a couple of stories to Colton House, depending on what he wants to talk about, but I'll share a little bit what I do because I'm a pilot for our local air ambulance. And then Colton is an EMT, but he's also getting his nursing license. And he's hoping to, I shouldn't say hoping, planning. Yeah, planning to. On getting on the helicopter too and be kind of cool to work together. So, anyways, thanks for joining us today. Appreciate you guys and all your support. Hey, do us a favor before we start this podcast today. Um go on iTunes if that's the platform you listen on and please give us a rating and review. Give us one star, two stars, five stars, whatever you give. I haven't really been pushing that lately, and it's something I need to get back on. So anywho, let's talk about the hunt. Hey, that was crazy. Did you expect that day no. to see cinemas
1: like that? I know no. I didn't. And we heard we heard there was a couple in there, right? Like from who though? Did not Thomas or Talon say they'd seen some fly through there? Or you said you'd we saw We were the
0: first ones to hunt in there. Now, when me, Thomas and Travis were walking to hunt another area. We seen a bunch of birds flush out of there. Oh, okay. Okay. But I don't think we seen I mean, it's not like we haven't hunted there before. We've mm-hmm. all hunted
1: there before, but and I have shot some in there before. I never had. Oh, really? I shot like, you shot them but you are just shot... not there. We had green wings and then Johnny Wait, that one day we went in there Johnny shot his trifecta. In that same spot? Same area. Okay. Yeah.
0: Hmm. They but, like that site over there. I don't know what
1: it is. That was the only cinnamon and blueing we had seen. It wasn't like there was a ton of them in there. It was yeah. mainly it was mainly ninety percent green wings and a couple mallards. Yeah. It was
0: Yeah, there is just a few mallards in there, but it's not, not a lot. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so what the what happened was is we went in we were walking in on a week prior to hunt in the back of the refuge and I don't know if I think Travis knows at first we like kind of looked back or I looked back one of us. And I mean, a lot of birds flushed out of this general area. We didn't know exactly where it was at. And I'm like, holy moly. No one's been hunting there a while because there's no way on a refuge like we hunt. <laughs> birds don't stack up like that yeah. nowhere unless it just literally hasn't been hunted anywhere. So we've seen that. How did it work out that me and you went together on that? I don't know if it was the last spur of the moment thing or what. I think it
1: was because with our work schedules, we well, like, we get off midweek. Yeah, when we get midweek else. off. Yeah. So we were like, let's just go. And you said, I have this spot I want to try. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, why not?
0: <laughs> and it was funny because when we went in there, I don't think we flushed anything out of there. Not really. So there definitely weren't roosting in there, which is good. But I was like, okay, whatever. I mean, I figured we'd shoot some birds, mm-hmm. but man. And and so, so, okay, so we went in there, we set up.
1: We set up on the wrong side of the pond. Yes.
0: But we did, although at the same time, I like being on that south side facing north because it's nice seeing the birds come. Because we knew the birds yeah. were going to come from the north. Yeah. The problem was is the wind. Mm-hmm. The wind was blowing out of the north. And I, I don't think it was really windy that day. Maybe five to six, maybe just a little bit of a puff of breeze. Yeah, nothing crazy at all. Yeah, but we set up. You, you started saying it first. I remember you saying, Well, let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. So let's kinda of walk through it. So we set up I don't remember how many decoys we
1: just a few and we had your really tall mojo set up out there.
0: And which I put away you from put us. Put away
1: from us, yeah. And then we had a did we have another little short one? A little closer to I us? I think
0: yeah, a little I think that little um uh what's the one? The goofy looking one. The little spoon. The spoonie one, yeah.
1: Yeah. And then started off with those two gadwalls that came in. Yep. We do- I doubled up on those. No, you I missed. One. You shot
0: the one you crushed the first one, and I had you could see my shotgun. I had yeah. my gun on that one. You crushed him. You shot two more and missed. Yeah, I missed. The I second think one. you might have kind of clipped his back end a little bit, and then it took me three shots to knock him down. Yeah, I stoned him though. After that, you're like, get him, get him, get him. <laughs> Finally, knocked him down. But yeah, and it was like, okay, I yeah. was in my mind, I was thinking, okay, we might be shooting bigger birds this mm-hmm. morning because really there was. It started
1: off fast. Let's yeah. just put it that way.
0: Yeah. And then, and then a shovel, maybe a shoveler or two come in through there or something. I can't remember. Yeah.
1: And then I shot a cinnamon. And we're like, oh, that
0: That's right. That know. was your second bird, right? Yeah, it was my second bird. So you dropped that bird. Did you know what it was at first? Or did you just think it was a teal? I thought it was a teal. Did you? Okay. So yeah. you dropped it. Rocky's bringing it back. And he's coming from your side. I think you seen, noticed it first. And I'm like, it's a
1: cinnamon. And you're like, yeah. I'm
0: like, I don't know when the last time. How long it been since you shot one?"
1: Maybe a year, year and a half. Oh, so not too bad. Not too long, but it's Enough. definitely not that often for me. Yeah. Maybe one a season. I was Maybe. all stoked.
0: I didn't, Although I still didn't think like, okay, we're just going to see all kinds of cinnamons. I was just like, oh, sweet, man. I wish, you know, Yeah. wish I was. And it was funny because when you shot that one, there was a sh- Drake shoveler mm-hmm. and a cinnamon that came in, and the shoveler was actually lower. Yeah. And I thought you were going to shoot him, and he shot, and then nothing <laughs> fell. Like, at first, that bird didn't fall. All of a sudden, I see something else fall. All I didn't even see the shoveler. I was yeah. just focused on that bird. Yeah. And that thing he crushed him, fell down. And I remember us mumbling to each other, like, we're on the wrong side. Yep. You were starting to say it a little bit first. And I'm like, dude, I'm just nervous to move because I hate not being able to see the birds coming. Uh-huh. But they sure enough they'd come right at us,
1: swoop. They kinda of banked to your mojo, right? Yeah. Over they there. were
0: bi- they were like sucking right to it. Usually they're kind of avoiding it. Yeah. And then they would come in and want to act like they wanted to land facing away from us, and we were trying to shoot him in the rear end. It just wasn't mm-hmm. working. I don't know how many birds you had at that time before we moved. I think I had three. Okay, and I think I only had that one guy wall. Yeah. And I was missing.
1: Well, I had your A5 that day, and then That's you right. had the 20-gauge. Yeah, which yeah. I was totally
0: fine with. because. So a little backstory there, guys. The reason that was like that was because that wreck, that Colton, and all them got in and just bent his brand-new. Yeah, my brand-new
1: brand Wicked Wings. <laughs> Gracious. That was
0: a heartbreaker. And I
1: thought it was perfect. It get, still looked perfect, and mm-hmm. I pulled up with it and just had the slightest bend to it. So she's gone. That's sad. I had about five hunts on it. That's it? Yeah.
0: Were you shooting good with it?
1: Oh, yeah. I was just getting dialed in with it. Mm-hmm. Like, where I really, really liked it. Yeah. Because I shot it with you and up in Alturas. That's where yeah. Oh, that's right. I took it yeah, up there. Yeah, you were shooting good up there. That's when that's when I finally started to dial it in. Okay. But huh. yeah, right after that.
0: Yeah, so I forgot about that. You took that, I changed out my full kicks. You're like, yeah, I just put modified. So I put the modified kicks in there. You were you were shooting really good that day. And I was shooting opposite. And I had just really what's funny is that that and two other times specifically for the whole season, those were only three hunts out of all the year that I shot I felt like I felt like it was bad. Like, I mean to me. I'm trying to think, I didn't go over a box too, but when you have five shells left and you have four birds Mm -hmm. and the limit's seven, to me, I mean, I'm not saying I'm a pro shooter. I'm trying not to say this where people are thinking, oh, you know, you're complaining about that, but I just have my standards for myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to say if anybody shoots over a box, they're terrible shooters. I don't want to go back to the truck and get in a box.
1: That's. And where we were was not a fun pond to walk through. That was miserable. That was a horrible, miserable. horrible muck. <laughs>
0: horrible. Like remind me back of the old days and some other ponds where yeah. they triple plow those things.
1: Yeah. Up to your knees in some spots with the yep. mud. It don't matter how
0: good a shape you're in, you can't train for that. No. Like you just can't it's like your it gets in your hips, you know, and just
1: make sure the bird's dead out. before it hits the water. Yeah. Or have a good dog.
0: Yeah, and so he had that gun. I had I had mine with and I will say this. I do like full chokes, or um, and I just recently switched like a year ago to that. But full, or what's the other word? Long, they call it long range. I think on the choke for that is which is a. It's not a Jeb's. It's not a kicks. What is on my twenty gauge? What brand is that? I can't remember. When you buy when you buy those guns now, the um. Oh my goodness, what's my gun called? A Franke. The Franke twenty gauges come with that specific choke. They're well known, and it patterns great. But knowing what I know now, being a till hunt, I probably would have shot modified, mm-hmm. honestly, because they were pretty close. A lot yeah, of them. I mean that one cinnamon I shot that I was souping and hollering, it blew his bill off. You I mean, it blew, him. you it was direct headshot, which was great. That's how I like killing my birds.
1: But I was like that was a cinnamon.
0: That might have been why I was having a little hard time struggling, you know. And on on a cinnamon, full size bird, yeah, of course a headshot. Yeah, and really, what's funny is. That bird still wasn't that messed up as you think it would be. Like, I thought, you know, the head would be gone. I thought I'd take the head off. You creamed him. Yeah, I creamed him. But I, I gave a – I was pumped. I was like, hey, you know what? When you're that pumped, there's a reason for it. It means I've been missing really bad. Yeah, you were starting to
1: get just a tad frustrated. Which was You start, know me, yeah. Which was getting into your head and wasn't helping mm-hmm. your shooting whatsoever. hmm It was, and that's kind of how I can get – I can be a hit case like that.
0: I tried to, but i I definitely say this – not bragging, but I like, because I can't brag as bad as I shot, but I did pull it off because I had five, yeah. shells off, five shells left, and I either killed three or four with those five. I can't remember.
1: Didn't you double up? I don't know if I doubled up that day or not. Maybe that was an up, up on off. what? I Maybe. thought you doubled up on, Maybe you did it. You may have pulled it off. I did
0: double up on that pawn twice in one hunt okay. the next week. Okay. So okay. I don't know if that you're thinking of that. Yeah. I actually just was doing some editing on some videos, and I seen that. I was like, "Oh, I didn't know I actually did that twice in one hunt." But yeah, that's what I'm saying. You go from shooting almost a whole box to shooting eleven or twelve on the next with yeah. the same gun. So you know, shooting's temperamental or whatever. But anyways, so we went we moved to the other side, and that's when it was just
1: like there was cinnamons everywhere, unbelievable. If we would have known there was that many, we could have. Both limited on Drake Cinnamons. They were still coming in when we were wrapping up. Yep. Just watching them fly by. So you shot four Drake Cinnamons. I had four Drake Cinnamons, uh, Gadwall. Drake Gadwall. And then... A Drake Shoveler and a Drake... Greenwing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I was really starting to think you guys was gonna maybe shoot the trifecta honestly.
1: I was holding out because I thought but... that
0: one that come through there was a Drake blooming, but you were looking at the cinnamon. I was shooting at the Drake cinnamon. Yeah, I think I could be wrong though. It might. I don't see why they'd be flying together. It'd be kind of weird. Mm-hmm. So I might just been wanting to see that. But yeah, that was that was a good call because when we moved over there, it was just like we were shooting them right in the lips, like in the face. And I'm not saying they were all just wanting to land, but it was just nice shooting them. Yeah, coming at you, and then you know. Flaring right up, mm-hmm. just like you like right here, and
1: well, the first one you shot. Remember you shot him, and then he fell the thulees. We looked and looked yes. and looked.
0: Yeah, we took Rocky. Did we take Rocky? Yeah, over there? we
1: took him over there. We looked for like thirty minutes and couldn't find him. So finally, we were just like let's just we'll come back and look later for him. I guess that's crazy
0: that we still went back over there. We
1: went over there after already looking with a dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were wrapping up, and you had six, and you're mm-hmm. like, let's just let's just go look one more time yeah and we you went back behind the tuley somewhere i kept saying i think he's right here yeah and then rocky came by me and like right then we flushed him out he came running out of the tulies, and then rocky chased him probably for another 15 minutes all through the tuli's and caught him yeah that was nuts i was crawling on my hands chasing him through there because he was right in front of me i just could not they were so thick just i out could of reach have, i just out of my reach every time i would try to grab him but that was
0: that was crazy
1: that was a one in a million find.
0: Like when you're, even with the dog, just for the fact that we let so much time go by. Yeah. And then went back over there. And you were right. And I mean, you were, thank goodness. Cause I'm almost wondering like if you wouldn't have really been right where that bird was at, if Rocky would have caught wind because he had went through there so many times. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it created a fresh trail cause he was probably laying there
1: yeah. hurt they moved and then around moved a around
0: a little bit. And he got caught wind again or something. I don't know. But there that bird, gotta. that bird had a will to live. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> do do? At least we got him so he didn't suffer. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't like that. I hate losing the birds.
0: Oh, and that's the thing is with the dog, it's made me, I don't want to be one of those guys that, well, you, need a dog. you know, you, everybody needs a dog. But at the same time, it's like, man, all the birds of the years we've lost with when we didn't have dogs, which you've had a dog for a long time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, think about the times when you didn't have the dog with you. How many oh, birds?
1: Yeah. It makes like, you sick.
0: And it's not I – mean, I'm not talking about, okay, because that's another reason I like to full choke is selling birds. I mean, that that makes you sick to your stomach because there's no way you're going to get it. No. Yeah, it it could sell three, 400 yards. That's a bad shot. That's just bottom line is a bad shot. And you yeah. can do that if they're 20 yards away or you can do that if they're, you know, 40 yards away because people say, oh, you'll never do that if you would shoot them close enough. It's like that's not true at all. I watched several people that don't like taking further shots pipe them and the bird completely get its cell off. Oh yeah. So it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But having the dog and so that doesn't change what I'm saying with having a dog doesn't change the fact of making a bad shot. Especially if it's going to be that far away. But where we hunt with the way the tool, these toolies are, they're dropping these toolies that I mean you they, guys. They can be stone dead and you'll you still can't find stone them. Stone dead. Yeah. And they are usually. Mm-hmm. And you're never going to find them. No. I mean like I don't know how that's possible. Like, you mark. We always learn, mark. If it falls, don't take your eyes. Don't look away. Stay on it and walk right towards it and walk in there. And you never see it. Eight times out of ten, you still ain't going to find
2: them. Mm-hmm. So...
0: and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three month unlimited wireless plan for just fifteen bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to fifteen bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Yeah, that's just I don't know what the dog and it's crazy because he's down at that level, you know, and he's somehow weaving his way through there. I mean, like that hunt with Barney. He that uh, What was that he shot? I think it was a Drake Widgeon. We were getting ready to walk away because that was so windy that had the toolies blown flat over and it was creating a thickness to where he couldn't even enter. Yeah. Like go inside of it. Mm -hmm. And I made a hole, like scooped it back and he just went in like a little rat and you see his tail sticking out and he disappeared in there and he came back. It took like 10 minutes for him to find it, but he came out with that Drake Widgeon and it's like... I should attract
1: You're dumping that.
0: Oh, I should attract how many birds that let's say probably would have been lost. Oh yeah. And counted over the season. I, I'm not exaggerating when I say at least thirty, forty birds. I would think. What? With people I've hunted with yeah. over the year.
1: I can't tell you how many times just with Roxy. Yeah. Walking out to the blind or whatever, she liked to just to take off and run through the tulies. Uh uh-huh. she come out with a bird. Oh, There's she's a, amazing. Almost every time, every hunt, she pull out something. She's brought me Drake pintails, Drake mallards. It's like these aren't even my ducks. Oh, really? It's still birds al- from before. It's like still, other other hunters, yeah. Wow. They're still alive. They're just their wings are clipped. Are you serious? Yeah. I've, I see Rocky. I don't think he's done. I
0: haven't end up getting some a bird from someone well, else. Happen all the time. Wow.
1: Like I would turn around. Here she comes with a stud mallards. Like, really? <laughs> there he goes. My bag. I gotta. I gotta clean I haven't <laughs> shot,
0: dude. But that's good though, I mean, because then they're not suffering anymore. Yeah. Just,
1: but yeah, it happened all the time.
0: Such a good conservation tool. I, I never, maybe being younger, you, as you get older, you're like, that's not good. Not thinking when I was young, I didn't think it was bad, but you just don't, mm-hmm. I don't think you pay attention as much about it. But now it's like, I will never hunt without a dog no. again, ever. No. Because, I, I mean, you walk away, like, okay, you walked away that day with four birds, but you shot seven. You're like, yeah, if I and had my lost, dog,
1: I knew I would have had them.
0: Yeah. And I, will, I won't I will lie, once or twice this year, I didn't take them because it was going to be pretty tough to, like, haul the dog stand, this and that. Yep. The whole time I regretted it. Mm-hmm. Whole time. And lost. One or two birds. So, yeah, I don't want to do that anymore. But, anyways, we end up walking out of there. Um, let's see. So, that, we did that. We ended up, finally, we found that bird. We limited, got out, picked up our decoys, took some pictures. That was just really cool. That
1: We spent an hour on the bank taking pictures oh, and totally. just looking at them.
0: <laughs> well, I was, you know, we were like, hey, when, how often is this going to happen? Nothing let's ever. take advantage. Because I'm bad. I, you're probably the same way as, like, just you're hungry. The hunt's over. Let's just get out of here and go. But yeah. I was like, no, let's just take our time. Because I always rush. I want to get on the bank, get back to the truck, go eat. But it was worth it.
1: We sent some cool pictures of Marcos to the guys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was awesome. Even when I rewatched that Marco, I went back. That's too far back now. I but, saved it. I oh, saved you it. did?
1: Uh-huh. I've watched it,
0: and it is funny when you're watching because you forget how many. You're like, okay, three or four Drake yeah. Cinnamons in. You're like, oh, that's cool. And it just keeps going. You're like, my goodness. The reactions of guy those the guys on there was hilarious. Yeah. Or some that didn't say nothing because they were jealous, but later it was like, I couldn't believe you just kept going. There was more. What, what tune was that we had playing? We had. So, what happened is we had this rap song. Oh, it was song like, this is how we out. do it or something. Yeah. And we lined all the birds up and was really close. And Marco pulled out. We were just slowly scanning out some thug music <laughs> playing, basically. <laughs> I think John, Big Johnny was like, that was the best Marco of the year or something. It was, it was cool. We were rubbing it in a little bit to our buddies. Oh, yeah. You have to. We have a bunch of uh, duck hunting buddies, all on one Marco Polo, so we can <clears throat> stay in tune throughout the season. It and I, if you guys don't know what that is, check it out. It's just an app on your phone. It's kind of like a walkie-talkie slash video mm-hmm. deal. It's pretty. It's it's a pretty neat way to stay in tune during duck season. But anyways, so let's let's move on to. Um, that's how that ended. It's a great memory.
1: It was a crazy hunt. It was. That's one of the that'll go down in my books as like one of the top ten for sure, a doubt. easily
0: easily and and it and it it just slowly happened it wasn't like it was instant it was just like three hours in you're like this is amazing yeah like i'm just giggling to myself like a little girl i'm like this is nuts but let's get into your little bit of your uh the schooling and stuff going to be going to get your nursing license and stuff how's that going
1: it's going good i just finished my first semester yesterday it was that was the last day this semester. Oh, really? I have Three more to go.
0: Three more sponsors.
1: Yeah, three more to go until I graduated with my RN.
0: Because you started in the fall, right? Is when you're.
1: I started spring. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right.
0: Why did I? Th- yeah, that's right. Because Cheyenne started in the fall. Yeah, Cheyenne you started fall. I started spring. Yeah. Okay, so she's done with two.
1: She just finished her second. Yeah, she's halfway done. Okay. I'm How's more... it
0: going? Is it? It's definitely oh, how did that test go you took yesterday it went or good. whatever. Go it go good.
1: When did I take that? That was yesterday. Or maybe,
0: yeah. It went good. It did did yeah. you know right then if you passed or failed?
1: No. So, so usually you wait. We, usually we do, but um that one she just held off and didn't show us the grade. But I woke up this morning to about 80 texts from my group. People mad or happy, one of the two? Both. But they she was she's messing with our scores now. So we're all just sitting there waiting to see if, You're kidding. if we made it or not. So it showed did it show you passed? We know. She took out all of our tests, so we don't know our grades. So now we're just sitting back. So people are ticked off right now. Ticked off and just all roll on the edge of our seats wondering. But oh my goodness. we should How many nice. people are in your group text for the our like our specific group, there's eleven of us. In okay. the class, there's fifty. But each okay. the class is broken up into five groups. Uh uh-huh. So there's a What are
0: you like what are you working on right now, like as far as in in, in the
1: school? In the school. We just yeah. finished um our fundamentals theory class. Um that was just like the basics of nursing. Uh, like patient care patient care like some advanced cna style stuff um then there was some nursing actual rn skills we did in that then we had our skills class where we actually got to do some hands-on work Was mm. uh, that in the hospital no not this semester With so what did you do what was that for our, our specific clinicals this semester being we were first semester students they didn't put us in or our mm. group didn't get to go into the hospital with covid and everything. Mm. So we just they kept us like in our skills lab and we did like virtual patient care. Like they have the mannequin and say yeah. like this is the situation, go in there what would you do? So we would go okay. in there and do like assessments or I uh, nursing interventions we needed to do. Mm. Um which actually the, it wasn't just a mannequin. It's actually cool the mannequin will talk to you. Really? You can hear it breathe, The eyes will blink, the skin will change color. It's like what? a per- it's kind of like a person. So Holy it's cow. it's really cool. Really? You can listen to their breath sounds, and there'll be different sounds for different things. Um, okay. We did, we got to do, like, practice our shots and stuff like oh, that. Oh, you did? Yeah.
0: Oh, sh- just, like, shots in the arm? we no, actually our IVs you're talking
1: about. No, IVs is beginning of second semester. Okay. I wish it was IVs. We did a little bit of studying on it, but we actually didn't get to do it yet. It'll mm. be next semester.
0: Do you guys do it on each other, or do you do it on actual patients at that point?
1: At that point, we'll we'll practice in the skills lab, like on a mannequin, because it's like real skin is on it? the mannequins, Ooh, and that's be kind of weird. Some, yeah, it's kind of trippy. Is it like that
0: on the mannequin? You were training the other stuff on too. Is yeah, it like real it's, skin.
1: It's tough skin, but it's like real skin. Mm. But um. Or is it? <laughs> <it's>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is. It's a cadaver. Yeah. Um. But next semester so we'll do it on real people in the in the hospital. Okay. So that'll be fun. Straight.
0: Straight. Like the first time, you'll be doing it on
1: it would be the first time I've ever done it on a person. But, I mean,
0: you'll be doing it to people in the hospital. Yeah, They're your first time. Yeah, uh, that that's always fun. Like some people don't care, but I bet you get the person like, no way, I ain't having a new person do this mm-hmm. Or do you just not even say anything?
1: Oh, we'll say we'll introduce ourselves as a student nurse, so they know. But I won't say it's my first time. Right. But I don't. I can't wait. It'd be fun. Dude, that's really awesome.
0: So you'll probably get to do a bunch. You think, or
1: it depends on your nurse. who Like you're what did Megan? She got to do quite a few. She did? Yeah. It, she said it all depends on if the nurse that you're following that day will let you. But hopefully you just, you get a cool nurse. And it'll
0: but I mean, that aren't they supposed to if that's
1: part of your training? Supposed to. It just depends on if they want you there or not.
0: Which okay. hospital do you think you'll be at?
1: Um, Cheyenne was at... She was at Clovis Community. Oh, okay. And then she was at CRMC. Oh, okay. So I'll probably be at one of those.
0: Which, those are both. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The next Is semester's.
1: Um, the med surge, and then OB. Oh, really? They have a whole semester of OB. You go to like children,
0: or like where do you go for OB?
1: I think Cheyenne was at Clovis for OB. Okay. Which hmm. I'm not looking forward to, but it's part of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's be. not my specific area of nursing I want to go into.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, what is it like? What's your What are you looking for besides I'm, the other trauma, down the road? Trauma. Uh, trauma. Yeah, yeah. ER trauma. Is that something you can get into right out of school?
1: Yeah, I've talked to quite a few of my nurses at the hospital I work right now, uh-huh. and uh, they all started in the ER. They go straight to ER. Oh, that's nice. So there's there's always a potential to start. If you don't... I mean, I'll take whatever job's offered, even if it's not in a specific area, and then just transfer over uh-huh. eventually if I can. But I would love to start straight into the ER. Yeah. That's why I'm hoping my experience right now as an ER tech um, helps me get in there.
0: Are you... Um, so is there anything... Anything specifically that bother you as far as blood, guts, um... Vomit. Poop.
1: Poop vomit. doesn't... I worked as a CNA for about a year, so that yeah. really doesn't bother me anymore. I don't like it, obviously, but it doesn't right. bother like, me to turn my stomach. It. But vomit will get me. Vomit does. Yeah. Yeah, <sighs> vomit. <sighs> if someone throws up, I have a hard time.
0: Yeah. I'll do it, but it's just... Is it the smell or is it the look? Because some people are this visual is, and some people are like smell. I think it's the smell. Yeah, I'm, I'm smell. Because I, I can look at the texture. I don't care what it looks like. But I when I get a whiff.
1: Mm, mm. Thankfully, I have not had, oh, I've had quite a few throw up in the ER, but not not on me yet. Yeah. and As a CNA it got on me. <sighs> <before. laughs> on you? Yeah. Ooh, throw up? Oh, yeah. You know, they did it before I would, they even said anything, and it's just like, I got a little bit on me. It's like, are you serious? <laughs>
0: what well, was one of the nurses the other day was talking about how uh, someone, what did they do that they came? Oh, they were, they had a, okay, what kind of is that? I'm trying to think. It's a catheter. A Foley? It's it, it's the one that goes up in, straight in. It's a different one. The style I've never heard of. It's not just like in the yeah. urethra, it's like a different type.
1: I can't think of the name. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? They I should go above. And I guess
0: they were pulling it out, or the patient was moving, and it flicked up and shot pee all over their faces. Yeah,
1: my nurses had a few like that. It's I can only the imagine this. So um,
0: let's let's go over a little couple EMS stories, if you don't mind. I mean, I'll I'll start out. So I'm trying to think. I mean, be you know you gotta be careful because of patient um, privacy, but when they're in the past, it then you're not saying names or whatever it's it's not a big deal obviously but um i know one of the calls i had was gnarly i mean i've had a lot of calls (laughs) but you get the good stuff well i'm surprised how the stuff that you see still yeah i mean you are in the i mean you're in the trauma room so i mean it is what it is that's what it's that's the same
1: thing i get more in there than i do the ambulance yeah way more did you really the ambulance you get a lot of just regular calls just they're sick and they want to go to the hospital. But oh, you, let me tell you, you this. You have your fun in between, though. Yeah. Well, let me tell you this. I think
0: if you worked around here. Yeah. Dude, mm-hmm. it's nuts. So it's been so busy lately, too. Um, but so, you know, there's ALS unit mm-hmm. and then there's the BLS unit. Yeah. So our BLS unit brought us a call.
1: Yeah. That means they're slammed.
0: Dude, exactly. I guess 40 minutes was the closest ALS <laughs> unit. So they, br- can you imagine being two fresh EMTs? No. Bringing in somebody that got hit by a car, uh-uh. going, who knows, 40, 50 miles an hour. And you can't do anything really. Like they can't start an IVE. If they're they on the
1: BLS, you know, they don't even carry that on the. Yeah, there's ambulance. nothing. They
0: literally just threw them in and rushed them straight to our base because it was close enough away, like there's some protocol or whatever. Yeah. But they they had all the clothes cut off. was she was like 38 years old. She was. I mean, obviously she wasn't there and she still had her hospital booties on. So she was basically a meth meth head. Yeah. And got hit. They brought her in, man. Those, they did really good honestly for being two fresh EMTs that have no clue, but they were like, we've never seen nothing like this. We've never done like this. I was like, man, I can't believe that you guys got to take a call like this, but the, the fire fires were on scene with them too, but they bounced. As soon as they got on desk, we're like, all right, see you guys. But, I mean, they didn't do anything either. They just gave, they just gave a little bit of oxygen. Yeah, and what else? That's all you can do. They can it. do. But, dude, they she got there. They innovated her, darted her three times. I mean, like, everything in the book that you do on a patient was getting done right there. They're like, we did everything. They're like, we did everything to this patient that we can possibly do in our practice. Yeah. I'm like, that's crazy. It was It was pretty... It was an intense call. I mean, that's nothing crazy as far as some calls I've had, but I mean, just the fact that they did everything that you could possibly do. So, like, if you were, on, you know, if you were as a medic on there, I mean, you would have been.
1: Yeah. Or what the pretty busy. We had to land in the middle of the field because a patient, the um, tourniquet came off.
0: Oh yeah, that yeah. That crazy. one we took off. We picked this patient up that basically sawed half of his arm off, with the power saw. And down closer to the wrist, like mid, mid um, forearm, down closer to the wrist, went like halfway through it. They tourniqueted him up here on the above the bicep, like they should, and stopped the bleeding a little bit. We got in the helicopter. We're halfway to the hospital, and I hear the medic, and they're pretty calm and collected most of the time. He's like, but when if they're telling me to land. Yeah. It, they ain't call him a collective anymore. He's like, and I don't really know why, because I know it was bleeding more, but, well, that's the reason, is that bleeding got uncontrolled again. Yeah, Patient would have bled out, and this is actually right before we started giving blood. Now we give blood. We actually have blood on the helicopter. Nice. But still, they still would have had to land, because there's no way he could get the arm in the back. You know, you see yeah. how small it is back there. Yeah. He's all, land, land, land. And I'm like, what? I, I'd only been working there for like a month. I'm <laughs> like, am I allowed to do that? So picked some, uh, talked to Tower, told him I'm landing. Picked some out fill, random mouthout fill, just stuck it down. And uh, yeah, uh, um, anyways, he got another, he got a second tourniquet on it, and cramped, cramped it down, and yeah, he, I had to help a little bit on that. That's crazy to say, the, to say the least. But yeah, I was covered. In blood. He's, <laughs> I felt like I was back in Afghanistan. He is covered in blood. I mean, that's just that's that job, but it's it can get pretty gnarly pretty fast. You don't got a lot of room to work in those uh, Bell 407s.
1: No, but. I can't believe how small your helicopter is compared to we had a um, the helicopter come into the hospital. I think they were from Stanford. Mm. There's like the back end of their helicopter yeah. dropped down. We like it's went a up a ramp. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was way bigger than what. Isn't that kind of weird, though, walking behind the
0: helicopter like yeah. that, though? Yeah. It does, like, oh, that creepy. Even though the tail rotor is inside of a, it's called a Fenstrom, but it's you're not going to walk, you can't walk into it. Yeah, it's still. still trippy. Where was that? Where was that at? They landed at Emmanuel. Um, manual, yeah. Oh, okay. What kind of patient was it? I mean. He had
1: a brain bleed. So transfer. Yeah, so he okay. just transferred him out.
0: So you're working in the ER. There. Are you still working very much? Or has it slowed down?
1: Um, during school, I'm um, per DM. So I was oh, doing like can. one day a week, yeah. Oh,
0: so you're still working one day a week then? Yeah. but now the last th-
1: time you worked? Last week. Okay. But well, then the summer now, I've gone back to full-time. Oh, okay. For the summer, oh. then I'll switch back.
0: Are you, so you're done, have you finished school yet? You're finishing your finals or something, right? I just finished yesterday. So you're done? I'm done, yeah. So next week you're going to go back to hopefully working a bunch?
1: They, scheduling kind of got messed up this round, so we'll see. Mm. My name is on the list to be called in as much as possible. Okay. So hopefully. If not, I'll have like a week or two of just a break from a little vacation from school and work and then go right back to it.
0: Have you had anything wild uh, recently?
1: Recently, it wasn't last shift. The last one before that, actually I was, um, we had our huddle before and like, all right, who wants to go work out and triage, which is sitting out like by the waiting room, Mm -hmm. people come in they just triage (laughs) them. And it's actually really boring and slow, but I actually, I had a test the next day. So I was like, I'll, I'll work out there. Give me some, free study time if it slows down, which usually it does after about midnight. And so it was me and the nurse out there. It's about two o'clock in the morning, super slow. And we're just, I'm just kicked back studying because nobody's in the the Mm. ER ERs, maybe one or two people Mm. in there waiting. And the security guard just walked up and she's like, Hey Colin, can you help us um, load a patient out front? He just, he can't get into a wheelchair. I was like, okay. Yeah. Walked out there. And then, uh, wasn't even, I mean, she didn't even make it sound like anything crazy. And I was like, I'm going to the door. She's like, Come on, come on. He's actually unconscious. I was like, Oh, what? So I yelled at my nurse, said, Come out here. Went to the door and I opened it and he was a big like 300, 400 four hundred pound guy. Mm-hmm. He's big. And you could just tell by looking at him, he's dead. There was he wasn't unconscious, he was dead. So mm-hmm. I ran around the other side of the car to, like and climbed in, trying to feel a pulse, or whatever. I was like, no, there's no way. He's he's gone. And then uh told my nurse, I go, go back in there and get the other nurses and um, bring a stretcher. So I started doing compressions on him, just trying to get him in the car. Mm-hmm. Just, But he was, I really had no room to do compressions, so they weren't – it wasn't doing much. Oh,
0: it was someone's personal car. They drove him in. Yeah, they just drove him in. Oh, he He was a neighbor. So there was no room?
1: No. There was – How'd they get him in there? He was alive. and That's so why while I was doing compressions, I looked at the guy. I said, are you related? He goes, no. He goes, I'm just a neighbor. I go, how'd you get him in here? He's like, oh, he was walking and talking, totally fine. Like, oh,
0: okay. But and why did they come to the hospital?
1: Oh, so. He was—he t- asked them to bring him to the hospital. Why, well, he wasn't feeling good? Yeah, he said his, his chest was hurting. Holy so smokes,
0: probably, okay. So you started doing compressions. I started doing compressions right there. There was no room.
1: No, I wasn't getting any depth, but that's all you could do at that moment. And then the rest, some of the nurses came out, the doctor came out, and it took like six or seven of us to pull him out of the car, load him on the stretcher. One of the other nurses jumped on top of him and went, and started doing compressions on the stretcher. We rushed him in. We worked on him for about oh, about an hour, and but never got him back. Wow. So he was like in his early 50s. At least. Really? Yeah, he was a young guy.
0: I mean, obviously now we don't. Did, what did the neighbors say? Like what he was feeling like? Like no, he, he just said really he just it.
1: said he knocked on his door and said, "Hey, can you take me to the hospital? Kind of have some chest pain." And he said he was totally fine. He's about halfway here. He just kind of laid his head back and went unconscious. Wow. And so then, really
0: not a painful death. No, just, yeah. He just slipped away. Heart just stopped beating, huh? Uh-huh. Man, that's crazy.
1: And they, We talked to his family, and they were like, no, nothing's ever been. No medical condition, no nothing like that's that. young. And yeah, he just he died on the way to the hospital. It crazy. Probably,
0: probably weight didn't help him, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, no. He was no. big. It To get him out of that car, it was a little tiny, like Corolla. It was a small car. Mm. So we were all crawling through it. I felt bad for the guy's car, but I mean, at that point... Yeah, it is what it is. I'm
0: sure he didn't care.
1: No, but the I felt bad.
0: So, and one of this was longer ago when I was at Skylife, but I uh we picked a lady up and it kind of made me mad actually for for her. Um, they we we got a call that said, um, dog, dog attack that's not something you ever see. Like that never pops up on the thing, right? It's always like motor vehicle accident yeah. or, like you said, like a brain bleed transfer or um, shooting, you know, like a um, GSW gunshot wound or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're like, okay. And it was like up in the foothills, and we go f- flying up there, and we land. And um, I think the medics had finally gotten there because it it was up in the hills, so it took them a while to get there. We didn't, they didn't really didn't beat us by much. But what happened was, is these two or three pit bulls. This lady was just walking. T- mm down the road, going to her house or the store or whatever, and these pit bulls came and attacked her, three of them. They said they dragged her. People, bystanders were saying, oh, yeah, they dragged her for like 200, 300 yards. And I'm thinking, what were you doing? They're doing? Yeah, exactly. That's how stupid people are. What were you doing while this poor lady is getting dragged? Dude, her legs look like someone took a shotgun to him. That's like, horrible. From her hips down, her arms were tore up, bite marks. And these stupid dogs literally just nod on her. And yeah, they were I mean they were it was like honestly God it looked like they were eating her dude. Like I've never seen that before. Like I I mean I've heard stories of dogs attacking and stuff but like I was like what would cause the I think usually
1: having assumes, multiple dogs yeah.
0: cause the frenzy. Yeah you know
1: when one snaps usually they all just feed off the emotion of the other one. Yeah. Just, they tore they her up bad.
0: She ended up being okay but later on, but I mean she was messed up. I mean can you be imagined no being drugged imagine. down the road, so she not only had road rash from getting drugged, but like you're you're the prey. Yeah. At that point, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's like ugh, that was that was pretty. I I was just mad for the people saying they seen it, and no one took a bat out there and start you know trying to hit mm-hmm. those dogs off her. Yeah. Stupid.
1: There's people don't react very much. No, They'll they don't stay and watch.
0: That's the one thing I'm. I know you've seen that, and I've seen it so many times. Is and I think that's. Being in the field, you learn how to not like panic and not... Yeah. I guess it's because what it is, people, when they don't ever see stuff like that, it throws them in so much shock that they stare, and they're, or they get panicked. Whereas, this isn't maybe always a good thing, but when you see stuff like that a lot, it doesn't phase you as bad, and you can react very calm and collected. You know what I mean?
1: But then people look at you also like, oh, you're so cold and cold-hearted yeah. toward it. It's just like, no, you... You see it all the time. So yeah. it's not going to jumpstart your heart and freak you out like no. it used to. Yeah. I mean, it exactly. did at first.
0: Exactly. exactly.
1: It totally did at first. My first trauma calls or whatever on the ambulance, oh, your your heart's racing. <laughs> now it's just like a gunshot wound or something crazy. It's like, okay. Yeah. I mean, you're still, your adrenaline's still up, but it's not like.
0: It has nothing to do with you're not caring about that person or you no. don't have um, compassion. Ap- yeah. You
1: don't have apathy. You don't have sympathy for yeah, them. It's th- just, that's
0: the word I was looking for. Yeah. It's just you have a job to do, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, I'm heartless. No, it's not at all. And see, I'm, I'm in the, I'm in different shoes because I don't do patient care. Right. Yeah. But like, I mean, there's times where you're, you're kind of involved. Like you, like the other day, a guy was riding his motorcycle. It wasn't me. I was coming on. It just had happened. And the other pilot was like, have you ever held a, someone's leg from the hip down in a bag while they worked on a patient? I was like that. I have not done. <laughs> he was holding the whole he goes i was holding the whole leg in a plastic bag because he got a guy had got a motorcycle accident i don't know how in the world it ripped his leg off but that's insane like yeah, that that's that's, that's different you don't hear that that's not very often i was like yeah that'd be kind of a weird feeling so holding in someone's leg yeah you know of the digits we've i've had i've had the held the bag with the fingers in it and people cut their finger off or Whatever. That's
1: different than a leg, though. Oh, that's way different. <laughs> that's...
0: I mean, you got to be sitting in the what range there for a leg. I mean, that's got to weigh 40, 70 pounds, like depending on the person. I yeah, if it's the whole leg. Yeah, can
1: you imagine? Yeah, that's quite a bit.
0: And he even said, and he's 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 been doing this for a long time, too, and he was like, that was that one was a little interesting. Yeah. yeah. Certain things can make the, even if you've been doing it for a long time, make the thing. I know one thing that bothers a lot of people, and and rightly so, is when stuff happens to kid because you can see people very cold and staunch for being in this line of work, but then when something happens to a kid, mm-hmm. those 20-year veterans can crack. Yeah. You know? I mean, because nobody, I mean, it's an instant kid. The thing is, I think people understand in this field is a lot of times it is people that bring this onto themselves. Mm-hmm. So, it's not that you still don't feel bad for them, but at the same time, like, well, if you weren't cooking meth in there, yeah. it wouldn't have blown up and cooked you. hmm You know? But I mean, we all make bad decisions in life. Some just worse than others, right? But then same thing. I mean, but but you can do that with everything, right? Well, if you weren't riding motorcycle, you wouldn't have gotten a bad accident. Just like we've all heard those things, right? So,
1: yeah, kids totally different. Totally, it's a whole new dynamic. mm -hmm. Because on the ambulance, the youngest I ever had was eighteen. The youngest I've had for like in the ER, like a real trauma, she was eleven. It's a totally different, yeah, totally different scenario. Like there's not a there's not no one sitting down in the ER. Even the secretaries are up. They're rooting for it. Yeah, they're they're standing up watching. Yeah, everybody's hoping. They had chaplains from the police department, our chaplain, the fire department. Really, everybody everybody showed up. Yeah, there was not nobody.
0: Come on for the eleven year old. Yeah. What what happened there?
1: For them, uh, her and her family were coming home from a restaurant. It was her dad, mom, and then three kids, and I think the oldest kid was 14. Uh, they were coming home, going about 35, 40 miles an hour, and a drunk driver hit them from behind, knocked them into a light pole. All of them were buckled up except her, and she was in the middle seat, and it ejected her through she the She fr- was the only one that wasn't? Yeah. All mm. the family walked away with just scratches. It ejected her through the front windshield, and then the car ran over mm. and then it tore like half of her face off. Like, it was, like, a total just, like, flap of skin, like, mm. laid over, and then a bunch of internal injuries, and then they worked on her for about two and a half hours, and they got her back for a while, just long enough, they let the parents in, they told her bye, and then she coded right after that. And they never so, got she was back. aware. I don't know if she was aware or not, yeah, but know. she, they had a pulse, mm-hmm. so she was, Breathing. They had just got her back. They they threw everything they had in the book at her to try to and get see, her to come back.
0: That's hard with the parents. I mean,
1: as a parent, I would want to be in there too, but that's. They just they just told the parents, like, we, she, we're back right now. We don't know how much longer. Do you want to come see her? And they said, the dad didn't want to, but the mom said, yeah. So they both went in there. And then they were in there telling her bye when she coded again. And so they kind of just walked them out and then. Maybe thirty minutes later they called it, so mm. and that one was hard. Yeah, that man. was a rough one for sure. So that'll affect you for a while. Yeah, that <laughs> one did for without a doubt. Everybody yeah. in the ER was, it kind of took everybody, yeah, down for a little bit.
0: Yeah, and and no one will ever question that either because if you do, you're a pretty heartless. Yeah, jerk. You know, we we had the same scenario, and see that's why I don't want to get on this because I. Again, on soapbox, but like the, the drunk driving thing, it really hacks me off when people kind of joke and t- and and talk lightly about driving drunk. Like, yeah, I didn't remember that drive home. I'm sure you've worked in the environment long enough you can you've heard people say that. Yeah. And I wanna I snap on them. I'm like, dude, are you serious right now? Like you think I don't care if you're going 25 miles an hour. You have no you're impaired in your vision. You're you're impaired on your reflexes, you're impaired yeah. on everything. And for you to do that. Like I in my, this is my opinion. People that do that should be locked away for just as like you were for a regular murder. Yeah. In my opinion. Without a doubt. Cause you, you have Uber, you have taxis, you can call somebody. If you're drunk, you need to do that. Mm-hmm. But that's the problem. You ain't thinking clearly. Exactly. So that's the whole point of that is what bugs me about that. And how many people I can't believe have heard, I've heard them say that they've done that. I'm like, even you, like I'm thinking, I couldn't see you being someone to do that. Like, Especially working in this field, knowing how many times and how many families have been jacked up because of people like you, you know what I mean? Oh well, it's just a back road, or you know, it's just slow in town. It's not like I'm on the freeway. It's like I don't give a care. Mm -hmm. So I mean, the same thing. We had a gnarly call, and that that was that was rough too because there was a mom and a dad and three kids in the back. A so moment down the front, three kids in the back, and this drunk driver out in the country, way well, out in the country road. I don't know how fast he was going, pretty fast, supposedly. They said 70, 80, somewhere in there. Ran a stop sign and plastered him and killed both parents. And now the kids are stuck as, you yeah. know, left to the system uh-huh. because some stinking guy wanted to drink and and drive, you know? And it's like, you're looking at that. I mean, that was a chaotic scene because I think had, I don't know how they showed up so fast. I don't know if they were coming home from something, but the other family members were just, I mean, just right, screaming, wailing, the typical of what you would expect. Yep. And then it just caused more chaos because, you know, people are trying to help the kids. We flew the one younger kid. They were really little. I want to say they were only like three or four and all of them were under five. So there was like an infant, like a three and a five or something like that. And we flew him in, and the medic, the flight medic, actually cracked. She was done the rest of the shift. She couldn't even, she was in there just weeping, like, because she's thinking, most of them are like, I'm thinking of my kids. Yeah. You know, and that's usually what happens. Um, but what he, even if you have kids or not, it doesn't really make a difference. It still affects everybody.
1: Yeah. That's what I hear a lot of my nurses say at work. When something like that happens, it's always they're thinking about their own kids or what mm-hmm. if that was their kid? Yeah. But.
0: Yeah, when it comes to kids, I mean innocent kids, or even elderly people too, you know, stuff like that, situations where you know, wrongdoing stuff. It's 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 a field that, you know, you really. I mean, I feel like the advantage that we have is we have the Lord to go to to pray to um, and good Christian friends that we can, you know, cause you're probably not going to talk about that with everybody. You're just not yeah. going to bring that up. Yeah. I don't, even though yeah. I'm not working on like you and you feel more responsibility. That's just part of it is if you put your hands on and you're working on it, you're going to feel more, mm-hmm. but I don't because I'm not doing anything. I can just get them there is all I can do and get them there safely. But yeah. the mindset of it, like you just thinking about it and how it happened and your kids and, and, And then, but having surrounded by good people that you can talk to, that can pray for you, that you can pray, because you you know you know and I know good and well that the Lord does give you strength and comfort you in those times of need. Yeah, you know, but it doesn't make it, it it doesn't take it away, the emotion of it. No, and sometimes the thoughts that randomly pop up and then you think of it. You know, but this is this is ems week so that being said thank you for what you do and your service in there and what you're what you're progressing to do to help out the community because we need more people that do it for because they can actually care and i'm not saying everybody doesn't but some do it for a career right yeah but i'm glad you're out there going to be out there and I, hopefully we get to work on the helicopter one of these days It'd and be fun. uh yeah be local and be close to home and the cool thing about that job is, for you guys, is working basically two days a week. Yep. You do two twenty fours, and then you can do you can work your heart's desire out working at any other hospital that you decide or other bases. Yeah. You know, there's, there's – dude, we need help so bad right now. Like, it just comes and goes. Nurses come and go. Tell them to save me a spot. I know. That's why I told them, like, <laughs> oh, just wait a few more years. But anyways, well, we'll probably – I guess we'll probably end this one. But anyways, thanks again for your service in the – in the AMS field. It's greatly appreciated. I, I feel like a lot of times there, you guys can be unappreciated because no one really sees that stuff. They don't really know how much stuff you guys are doing, whether it's in the hospital or out in the field on the streets. It's just, it's an unthinkless job. I mean, when I say that, I mean, okay, that person that you helped, they may come back maybe one day and say, thank you. You know, that does happen occasionally. But when I say that is, I'm here in my own house I hear the sirens every once in a while. I don't think about what's going on. I don't think about the mental stress you're facing or other people are facing. But it's what we do without you guys. So it's definitely something to be thankful for. I wish you guys made more money. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. You see other jobs, people making this money. I'm like, why are they making that? These guys, to me, in my opinion, EMTs, medics, nurses make good money. But those two, the EMTs and medics, should definitely make a lot more money. Way more money. Because Without it's a, a major, major mental job, and it's hard work. You guys, the the, the the calls never stop. And we could talk for a long time. I, I want to have you back on again and, and do more of just maybe just this. Mm-hmm. But we're getting close to an hour, so I guess I'll let you go. I know you probably got other things to do, but thanks for coming over and do this episode today. Oh, thank you. And and, uh, and uh, ending it with knowing, hopefully this year, I know you're going to be busy with school, so hopefully you can get out a little bit. This year. Maybe I'll try to save Double a spot times. in the pond and <laughs> shoot some more cinnamons. Oh, yeah. Was I'll get plus. back out there. Oh, yeah. So, All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys on the next one.